Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So a little inside football. I got a hold of Mike Greenberg. I just kind of texted him early in the morning on Monday. I've lost track of days, by the way. When you work seven days a week, you forget what day it is because there's no beginning or end to the week. And when you get so, like four hours of sleep a night, that just adds to it. <laughs> yo, oh, four would, be, four would be great. Four would be outstanding. I feel like I'm doing radio again in the mornings and I'm getting three and a half. But at any rate, um, Greeny had not been to bed. He goes, oh, I have not been to bed. And I'm thinking, wow, man, that just... Kind of feels like me. But he goes, but no, I'm not complaining. He goes, this is the good stuff. This is the good stuff right here. This is what these guys live for, um, Jason Light. And and I got to say, consider the last 24 hours as 27 hours as we do this podcast on a Monday night uh, around 10 o'clock or so that the Bucks have had, right? They went from a team that was – in great jeopardy of losing a lot of key free agents uh, who did not have a quarterback, whose only quarterback under contract was Kyle Trask, who has never played. Uh, who would have re-signed Blaine Gabbert in all probability and let him compete and then maybe brought in another veteran somewhere because they would have need four quarterbacks, maybe even a Teddy Bridgewater who signed with Miami Dolphins on Monday night to compete You know, with, with those two guys. That's where they were living. Now, they were in it for Deshaun uh, Watson, there's no doubt about that. Um, I've talked to Bruce Arians. I think I said this last night that Bruce, at no time that I've talked to him, really felt confident that that would ever happen here. Didn't say why. It's not really the owners signing off, not signing off. I think at this point, we just wasn't confident. You know, with, there's a lot of issues there. In uh, both NFC South teams, um, two of the three, you know, with New Orleans and, and Carolina, are are actually met with him, met with Deshaun Watson, um, and and talked with him on Monday. So that's where they were. Now, all of a sudden in the last day or so, Tom Brady comes out of retirement, comes out of retirement, says, I am playing. I am ready to go. 2023. Here I go. Uh, or 2022. Here I go. My, my 23rd season, I think in the NFL, um, let's have let's FG, right? Let, let's go. And it's, it's unbelievable. It's a miracle, right? Like the, the goat is back, and in everything you see within an instant, the Bucks have gone from where they used to be, the have-nots, to they're the most relevant team in the National Football League right now, right now, because of Tom Brady, because he's coming back, changes the balance of power in the NFL, changes all kinds of of odds that the Bucks could win the NFC. You're not hearing about the Rams, who are defending Super Bowl champs, um, you know. So, so they're they're the deal. So then you have what I would call like the Brady effect. Immediately, uh, no, just hours after the news broke yesterday, Ryan Jensen agrees to a three-year, thirty-nine million dollar contract. That's huge, right? Because they, you know, they have three interior offensive linemen that are free agents, and one, Arlie Marpet, who has retired. And yes, no surprise, he is going to stay retired. So. You need to try to get two of those guys at minimum, if not all three. So Jensen agrees to come back. 
Stinney had already been locked up on that. That happened on Saturday. Was announced Sunday, and they had already a week ago designated Chris Godwin as their franchise player. But that wasn't enough, and I think this one was the one that I I, I know that the Bucks were most concerned about. And if you talk to them, they'll go, "Phew!" Like glad that we got that done. And that's Carlton Davis, their uh, cover corner, agreed to a three-year, forty-five million dollar deal with $30 million guaranteed. Based on sort of what his value was that I had seen on Spotrack and other places, that, that's that's a bargain. I mean, I, I thought he was going to make around 17, maybe a little north of that um, because of you know the way he has performed. But to, to keep Carlton Davis in the fold on defense when you have Sean Murphy Bunning and Jamel Dean still, you're not sure what's going to happen to Jordan Whitehead. They need to re-sign him, but they still have two safeties. You know, obviously, in uh, in in Mike Edwards and Antoine Winfield Jr., you essentially have a a starting secondary intact. Now, those guys, you know, all got hurt at times. You hope you don't have that injury problem again. But to get Carlton Davis back, um, that when healthy, he's one of the top corners in the league. If you just look at things like passes, defense, he's had forty seven of those since two thousand nineteen. That ties with the Giants, James Bradbury, for the most in the league during that stretch. I mean, the last 19, 20, 21, last three years, no one has defended more passes. And if you consider that he's done that while missing seven games just this past season with a quad injury, and he still had 11 pass breakups, um, and he was second in the league uh, going back to 2019, um, you know, for, for, for that. So this, this guy's a player. If he could catch, he'd probably have 10 interceptions a year. But to get him back, um, and you know they still have to do some stuff with the salary cap. I think they have to redo, you know, uh, Brady's contract and things. The only buzzkill is that on Monday, Alex Kappa agreed to a four-year, forty million dollar contract with your Cincinnati Bengals, Steve, who are who are building an offensive line around Joe Burrow. Right? Go figure. Well, that's exactly what they had to do. I mean, yeah, you know, there was no question, and and I think. Kappa was one they targeted. I know Ryan Jensen was one they were targeting. Mm-hmm. Um, they were going after, if you were an offensive lineman who was a free agent and you were anywhere near good, they were targeting you. Yeah. I mean, I think they, you know, since I made the Super Bowl without an offensive lineman who's in the top 20 at this position, according to Pro Football Focus, which is like unheard of to go that far in the playoffs with that bad of an offensive line. Yeah. So, I mean, there was no question – you were an offensive lineman. Cincinnati should have been one of the first ones you're calling if they weren't calling you first. Right, right. And and I, you know, to give Cap a ten million dollars a year, that's fine for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. I think that was north of where the Bucks were were hoping he would come in. And and, you, and and the fact that Jensen exceeded that Jensen, by the way, people thought might make fifteen million dollars a year. I think he may have taken a little bit less to stay with Brady to stay in Tampa Bay, um, but. You know, we figured somewhere around ten million dollars a year was going to be Alex Kappa, but again, they had Stenny. Stenny, you know, played during the playoffs two years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Kappa had broken his leg or his arm. I'm sorry, and, and Stenny went on and played the three playoff games, including uh, the one against Kansas City, and did a nice job. And you know, mm-hmm. we we've talked about how they have Robert Hainsey coming back. You know, a guy that's um, from Notre Dame that that can play center and guard, and they're they're pretty high on him. So. They're, look, they're going to draft, in my opinion, because Marpet is retired, they're going to have to draft an interior offensive lineman. 
the way the draft sets up at number 27, there's a good chance, a pretty good chance, that the, the, the pick they make in the first round is going to be just that. And the success they've had of identifying these guys over the years, I mean, we look at Tristan Wirfs mm-hmm. and the job he's done, uh, drafted much higher than 27th, obviously, but the Bucks moved up to get him. Um, I, I would trust the Bucks will find a guy that if he can't play as a rookie will will develop pretty pretty quickly uh, and, and be a starter uh, probably his first year, but we'll see. So they still have more work to do, but it's not it's not overwhelming, right? Like you've got four guys who have played and played well and played together. I mean, you know, Tom Brady last year was only sacked 22 times in the 17 regular season games, and he dropped back more than 700 times as a passer, and that's a heck of an accomplishment. I mean, they did a really nice job of protecting him. they got to do more from a running game standpoint, I think, that they they need to uh, emphasize and be more successful doing. But it's a pretty good start for Jason Light, for Mike Greenberg. Um, I know they're happy with where they're at. I think in short order, I believe you'll see Rob Gronkowski signed um, simply because – you know, if he's going to play, it's going to be here. I think that's fairly uh, obvious. They may have to wait and get some salary cap room. I know that Greenberg is going to spend a lot of time, you know, renegotiating some contracts, trying to create cap space, including, you know, Tom Brady's going to need a new deal too. Mm-hmm. I mean, because, uh, you know, the $15 million of deferred signing bonus was pretty much taken away from him. And, you know, Obviously, he's not going to play for $10 million, so they're going to have to find a way. And, and the way they'll do it, I think, is what they did a year ago. They added another year to his contract. You know, Whether he plays it or not, it helped them this year with the salary cap. I think they'll do that again. Um, and I think that, you know, in a weird way, it serves a couple purposes. One, it gives them more salary cap room. But two, if people, and they will, ask him from the first press conference on, Hey, you think this is your last year? Hey, do you go into every game thinking this is the last time you're going to be at this ballpark or the last time you're going to run on this field? He can just simply say, "Look, guys, I'm signed through next year. I'm, you know, I'm year to year, but like I've retired once and I'm not going around and taking, you know, the last thing he wants is the tour. You know, he doesn't want he doesn't want, you know, the Bengals rolling out a rocking chair for him before the game and stuff like that. So, um you know, he'll have the ability to say, you know, I, I did a two-year deal and, and, uh, and you know, as long as I'm playing at a championship level, I expect to continue playing, whether he, whether he plays next year or not. I mean, time will actually tell. So, you know, it's, it's been a, a – they got work to do. I mean, there's still well, – I assume a Chris Godwin deal is coming. Godwin, I in think, in order to I, reduce yeah. the salary cap hit of nineteen point two million, I, I think you have to do it. And I, you know, it comes down to value. There were some crazy deals with wide receivers. Uh, that's not going to help the Bucks cause, uh, you know, on on uh, Monday. Um, but even having said that, I just keep coming back to the thought that, man, you got to believe that Chris Godwin wants that money now. You know, especially what he experienced with the torn ACL, M- uh, MCL, whatever. Uh, and, and, and not knowing exactly how he's going to play. Uh, the Bucks are taking a little bit of a risk, maybe maybe a bigger risk than, than they'd want to admit. Um, but if you're Chris Godwin and somebody wants to guarantee you $50 million, $40, $50, 60000000 million, uh, how, are, how are at this point you not going to say yes to that? You know, and, and I mean, I don't mean you know, not paying market value, and, and that's what everybody argues about, but he knows he can make $19.2 million but that might be the last contract he ever sees if he goes out there and gets hurt. You know, and wouldn't you want to guarantee yourself, like I said, forty, fifty, sixty million dollars 
right now before you test that knee, before you know whether you're going to be Chris Godwin. And the Bucks. the other thing is the Bucks need a bunch of receivers too. Like he led the team in receiving a year ago. He may do that again. I don't know. But they're going to have to focus on the position because after Mike Evans, who's incredibly consistent, but he's going into his ninth year. And, you know, they got nothing out of Tyler Johnson, who was supposed to develop as a Godwin-like player. They could play the slot position. that could be physical and run game. He's not been that. He just hasn't, you know. Um, you know and then, then they had Scotty Miller, who just all but disappeared in the offense a year ago. But after that, I mean, you know, they're pulling Cyril Grayson off the practice squad. Rashard Perriman off waivers, like, uh, you know, those guys made plays and won games, and that's great. But you're going to have to address the position somehow. Free agency, more likely the draft. There's going to be some new guys in here. And, you know, uh, so th- so they got they got needs in other areas. But at least, at least to try to protect Brady, um, you know, immediately you see the impact that he has. He's going to be an unbelievable recruiter. I have my doubts about some free agents that the, uh, that you know a lot of people are talking about Leonard Fournette. I'm not sure they're going to re-sign him, and not just because maybe he'll be offered more money somewhere else because that, that could likely be the case. But I I don't know if they don't feel like they can do better, you know, than than Lenny. And I mean, playoff Lenny Lombardi, Lenny, all that stuff. You know, with Fournette, he's had some injuries. Um, you know, we we know we know what the attitude can be. Now he's great a year ago because he was getting all the carries, and Ronald Jones was the odd man out. So I'm just waiting to see just what that deal comes in at for him somewhere else, and whether or not the Bucks will bite on it. Um, but they have to run the ball better. They have to. That's the one thing I think. If you look at this team a year ago, they ran it, but they didn't run it when they did run it. it they, they weren't very effective, and they were behind the sticks and it was second and eight, and you know, um, you know, second and ten and stuff like that. So they have to be able to run it when they want to and make yards. So running back will be one of those positions in the draft. I think they'll identify as well as free agency. You know, it, it, they they just have a lot to add. But what what do they have to do now? Gronk, I think, uh, is one simply because Brady came back. Jordan Whitehead, I think, is important to this team mm-hmm. and to their defense because of what he does in the run game. I'd expect that them to at least try to resign him. I don't know what I, mean, I think he's going to have a very lucrative market. You know, for his his age and experience. So I don't, I don't know if ultimately the Bucks can do it. Don't know about JPP. Uh, don't know about Indomitian Sioux, to be honest with you. Um, that could go either way. That could be one of those late deals. You know, Sue has said he wants to play. But at some point, at some point, the Bucks have to get younger and more athletic. I mean, they've, they've signed Vita Vea to, a, to an extension last year, and he, he is the center piece of that defensive line. I mean, he is an unblockable force. And so you put anybody next to him, they 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 should have some production. But, you know, Sue is is signed a series now of three one-year deals, and he hasn't played for free. He's playing for 8 or 9 and a half million dollars. And I just think the Bucks probably feel like, you know, at some point they've got some outside linebackers like Anthony Nelson and and Cam Gill and some others that are coming on there. But they need some interior, young interior guys that are more athletic and younger. And, and so I'm not sure you help yourself. Because if, if you sign Sue, he's going to play. You know, you have to play him. You're paying to play him. Um, he's never missed a game in his career, which is remarkable. I mean, he's done a lot for this franchise and, and won a Super Bowl. Um, but I'm just I'm, I'm anxious to see sort of like how that, how that pans out. Like what is their pecking order now that they really got the ones they needed, right? They, they got Jensen. 
Um, they would have liked to have had Kappa, but they got Stinney. Uh, sign, signing uh, Carlton Davis was enormous, I think, for them. Uh, Gronk will probably fall into the fold. So, I mean, you I just say look with at... Gronk, and yeah. correct me if I'm wrong on this, but yeah. I could see a scenario where, I mean, that's not announced for a month or two. Sure. And it's purely, look, he's not going anywhere else. Tom Brady's no. here. He's going to play yeah. here. Until yeah. you get Chris Godwin signed long-term, mm-hmm. which reduces his cap hit for this year. Until right. you get right. a few other players in the fold, and maybe Tom Brady's contract renegotiated or extended. Yeah, create some and, space. You know, maybe Mike Evans redoes his deal. And, you know, yeah. all the big, na- the, the big dollar contracts, they do that. Right. So you don't need to sign Gronk and limit yourself and who else you can sign right now until you get those other things done because you know Gronk's not going anywhere. I mean, right? There is one advantage. There's one advantage. I don't know if the deadline passed because it was you know the start of the new league year is Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Gronk has some dead money um, on his contract that they sort of pushed back uh, to create space a year ago, and and I think that converts into salary cap savings if you sign him. and get it done before Wednesday. It might have been before Monday at noon. At noon, I'm, I'm not sure. There was there was a small advantage to doing it earlier than later. But I'm okay. with you. I'm with you. You're not worried about Gronkowski signing someplace else. If he wants to play, he's going to play here. And when you have the money that he requires, eight or nine million dollars, whatever it is, um, he's going to sign it because I, I'm convinced he wouldn't play any place else. That would be shocking to me. And I think you know that's the one guy that Tom would have trusted to tell him his decision so that he didn't go uh and, and you know and take some deal someplace else so yeah that that could come later um you know uh, i'm trying to think of who else i'm sure i'm missing somebody obvious but i'm not i would say watch Fournette and see if they do bite on him early uh, would not surprise me if they don't they let they you know a lot of times if you have a disagreement in market value the best thing to do is let the guy try it for your agency let's see what's out there for him and sometimes you're right about his value, and sometimes the player is right about his value. But at least he has a chance to find that out, right? Not that he owes you a, uh, you know, right of first refusal because he doesn't. He can sign with anybody anytime, or at least right now he can agree to terms and sign after 4 p.m. on um, on Wednesday. But you know, it, it, there's there's a lot of players I think are going to want to play with Tom, and then there'll be a secondary you know bit of free agency too. They just merely got to get in there create the cap space. That's what they'll be doing. They'll be going probably to Shaq Barrett. They went to Vita Vea already and took and got some money turning, you know, base salary into signing bonus and things like that. So Mike Greenberg will be continuing not to sleep um, because he's got work to do to get under the $208 million salary cap. I think they were about seven, a little over $7 million above the salary cap, which, you know, they have to be in compliance by Wednesday at 4 p.m. So some work there to do, but it's been a great, you know, 27, 28, 30 hours, whatever, since Tom Brady, as we do this, um, you know, agreed to come back. And, man, the relevance of this franchise is is just incredible. I mean, the interest in Tom Brady. I mean, he's the greatest player, you know, at quarterback, maybe arguably the greatest player ever. And the other thing I think people people miss, too, is that, like, he's going to bring that same intensity back. You know, he's going to bring that same sense of, of, of urgency, that same precision, the work ethic, you know, all those things that makes the players around him, he makes them better. Was he already he's practicing a Berkeley prep this morning? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, now you're putting pressure on me because I feel like I have to go out there and see, but I don't know. There's there's uh, some things going on this week. The Valspar tournament 
Um, he's not playing, but there's some some coaches playing in the pro-ams out there. There was one on Monday. I think there's one on Wednesday. I don't think Arians is playing because of his his uh, Achilles situation. Um, but, you know, that'll be interesting because there'll be a lot of comments about Brady out there. I saw where the uh, Mark Topkin uh, and those guys asked the Rays about Brady coming back. They were all fired up, right? Brett Phillips was all fired up. Yeah. About Brady, I mean it's Champa Bay, right? I mean they they all ride the wave with uh, with the Bucks. So, I mean you you mentioned the relevance of this franchise now, yeah, and, and with Tom Brady, but even go beyond that, the NFC South mm-hmm. with Sean Payton gone, yeah, with if Tom Brady had stayed gone, yeah, you know Carolina's a mess, Atlanta's trying to rebuild. I mean they got Matt Ryan, but I mean the whole division would have been ignored. You're right. I mean, unless Deshaun Watson ends up, well, you know, yes, in New Orleans yes. and wins, he can. You can win. Listen, you can win in New Orleans. I, I, I don't know if they're going to win without Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton right. was a special sauce there. They beat the Bucks without him. He had COVID, and they beat the Bucks fine without mm-hmm. him. But they have a defensive coach now, so you can still. That team is still very, very good. Okay, they're outstanding in some areas, and they have the Bucks number. So if you get the right quarterback, if say Deshaun Watson, and I don't know how many games mm-hmm. he's going to get suspended and all that mess, but if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints in place to his capabilities, they're going to be a tough out in this division. Oh, I, I wasn't not, saying the good team, although if Deshaun Watson comes yeah. to the division, then I'm that just saying it. the national media would have looked at this division, no matter how good oh. any teams were, and just been like, no. Yeah, it's Skip one team. Next. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it was you yeah. know, no Brady, no Peyton. Oh, you know, terrible. It was, it was just going to be like, yeah. NFC South, yeah, who cares? I mean, that's that's the way the national media and ESPN and the NFL Network would have looked at it, essentially. But yeah. now Brady's back, and Deshaun Watson could end up in Carolina or New Orleans. Yeah, you know, to add some relevance to the division. So, mm-hmm. it's it's good news for Bucks fans in the division too. I mean, although the other teams may not like it because maybe their chances of winning the division went down. But yeah, oh, there was the reaction around the league was like something between. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? To oh no, we have to deal with this guy again. Well, and you were going to go from a Thursday night game and maybe one Sunday or Monday night game to now all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. going to be on primetime a lot. Oh, totally. And and if you just look at the NFC, because I've said this, I will, I will, I probably this is breaking news. It's a prediction of mine. And if you want to go to Vegas, go ahead and take this. But here it comes. I am going to name within four teams the NFC champion. And I, and you can hold me to this if you'd like to, although I don't know why you would. Okay, in no particular order: Green Bay, mm-hmm. the Rams, mm-hmm. the Bucks, yep, and the Dallas Cowboys. I'm done. You're not putting the 49ers in there. <sighs> I mean, you can if 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 you want to do five. The 49ers get the last spot. Still the question only their thing, quarterback, but yeah, I mean, but the rest yeah, of the we, team is solid. The rest of the team is good to to really good. I mean, it's good to really good. That division is tough. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Arizona's going to be anything. I, I well, discounted Seattle them doesn't have Russell Wilson anymore. Seattle's so. out of it. But really, is there anybody else in, in the NFC North? Is, you know, think Minnesota or the Chicago Bears going to make that leap? I don't. No. Nope. Um, is, is there, you know, Detroit certainly isn't. Is, is there anybody, you know, outside of maybe San Francisco? I mean, I think the Rams are going to dominate that division. Could Arizona rise up? Know, Kyler Murray was kind of whiny last year. I don't think. You know, they've got it figured out quite yet there. Uh, but I'm talking Super Bowl. Like, you want your NFC champion is going to come from, in my opinion. Now, I have 
Having said that, if Deshaun Watson goes to New Orleans, that's a possibility. If Deshaun Watson goes to New Orleans, they're relevant. You put him in there. You put him in there because they can win the division, and if they get in the postseason with a great quarterback, mm-hmm. anything can happen. Now, he's going to miss some games. I think he's going to be suspended uh, for some time. But, yes, I, w- I would add – I would like New Orleans better with Deshaun Watson than I would like San Francisco. You know, I agree. Uh, I just would because of the rookie quarterback. I'm, I'm essentially a rookie quarterback. Obviously, he's not a rookie, but – uh, now you know Grappolo as we as we do this is still there. I think eventually he'll be traded, maybe maybe after the draft, maybe before. Um, he's still overcoming shoulder surgery and all that stuff. But that's it, man. And 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 Dallas is generous of me to mention them because I don't believe in the Dallas Cowboys. I don't care who they have; they seem to screw it up. But they've so got I'm, an easy division or easier division, so their path they to do. A, a better record is not as tough as say some of the others. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Right, they do. And, and, and here's the other thing. And, and John Romano wrote this column in the Tampa Bay Times. And I, I think I encourage you to read it on tampabay.com. And... The headline is kind of what the column is about. And I'm going to tell you why I kind of agree a little bit. And he said that Tom Brady is taking a huge risk. And Tampa Bay should thank its lucky stars. Look, there's no reason why he shouldn't think he can play and play well. Because he just did it. And physically... He's going to stay, keep in as good a shape as he possibly can at 45 that he was at 44 and 43. He has he has that physical side and the training and the sacrifice he makes. He knows how to prepare. I don't expect to have, you know, go out there and watch his arm lose strength. I, I don't expect that. Now, at some point, it will. Age catches up to everybody. Um, but here's the thing. He could have walked out on the very top of the game. I mean, the man led the NFL in passing yards and touchdowns, and if not for some really bad play calling or execution on defense, they're going to beat the Rams in overtime. They're going to host the 49ers, go to the Super Bowl, and may have beaten the Bengals the same way that the, uh, that the Rams did. Of course, it's all ifs and buts, right? But that's how close it is in the playoffs. It's really, literally one play here or there. If you don't believe me, go watch the helmet catch, right? Um, so, you know, Brady is great for business. He's great for our business. He's fantastic for uh, the Buccaneers. He's going to sell out that building. There's going to be lots of relevancy all the time. Um, he's sort of sanitized, if you will, you know, after New England with the flake gate and all that, he's, he's Tampa Tom, you know, he's, he's Tommy and Gronky. You know, he's almost likable to even the people that he used to beat their brains out all the time. And he, and he you know, he's probably going to go out there and throw for close to 5,000 yards and another 35 or 40 touchdowns. I mean, he's if he stays healthy, he's he's perfectly able to do that. But can you only go down from here if you're him? In other words, 
I'm sure the Bucks will do everything they can think of to make them, you know, relevant and and and, and you know bring in players with within the limits of their salary cap and stuff like that. We talked about Gronkowski and all that stuff. But what if, you know, what if it's worse this year? I mean, and last year was pretty good. I mean, they won 29 games in two years. You know, they they won 15 a year ago, franchise record, all that stuff. But, you know, what if it doesn't look good? What if he doesn't look good? What if he gets a hit? And what if we watch him try to play? And, and you know, he has always said he'll take himself out if he's not playing at a championship level. But at some point, uh Brett Favre kept coming back until he couldn't do it again. You know, mm-hmm. do you do you want do you run the risk of looking like Ben Roethlisberger, or at one day looking like Drew Brees in his final days? Like, this is what the potential is if he goes out there and subjects himself to more hits and um, continues to play the game at an age that no one has ever played it. We don't want to see Tom Brady like that. I mean, Tom Brady could have, you know, could have walked off. It wasn't a Super Bowl. I get that, but he could have walked off having you know, just one of the greatest comebacks in, in, in his career uh, fall short and, and have all the numbers and um, be the number one rated quarterback. And no one would have said anything except, you know what, that dude, that dude never fell off. That dude was still able to play and completely ball at 44, and he may have done it till 50. Well, now we're going to see. You know, it's another year. It's a different year. Every year is different. Maybe if it, you know, and for him... For him, all that matters is the Super Bowl. Like, he can go to playoffs every year probably with one eye closed. You know, that's how good he is. That, I mean, he, he's going to lead his team. He's going to figure out a way to win games when they're not very good early in the season. He's going to figure out how to win games late in the season when they need to. And, and the kind of denominator is he's going to win games. He's going to win 12, 13, maybe 14 games every single year. This, this schedule, however, whoa. Hold the, hold the phone. This is no joke now. This is not last year. This is not the year before. We know they're going to have five or six or whatever the maximum na- uh, national TV games are because, frankly, there's no quarterbacks in the NFC anymore. They're all in the AFC. And so when the Packers play or the Dallas Cowboys play or the Bucks play, they're going to be on national TV, and they play a lot of AFC teams. And that's where the other quarterbacks are in the AFC. But consider the fact that they have to play teams like the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion, the Bengals, the AFC champions, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, the Green Bay Packers, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Arizona Cardinals, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, and one of those games, either against those teams or the division, is going to be in Germany, which takes a little starch out of you as well. That is as daunting a schedule as any team in the NFL. It just is. And Brady is going to have to find a way to win games and win enough games to win the division Get in the postseason and hope you can, you know, get back to the get back to the Super Bowl. I I think there's two factors with this, and I'm going to disagree with with John. Yeah. So, first of all, you you mentioned like Roethlisberger and and Drew Brees, Brees at the end of their career, but their careers were going down for years. It wasn't like boom one year all of a sudden it was like whoa what happened? That's I mean, true. You saw. I mean, Tom Brady is at the top of his game at this point. Mm-hmm. And and maybe next year won't be quite as good. Maybe we mm-hmm. will start to see that dip a little bit mm-hmm. physically or whatever it is. I mean, that's yeah. always possible. Sure. But I don't – we like to write those storybook endings of John Elway winning a Super Bowl and walking off. 
Right. And, and that. That's what fans love and Hollywood producers and sports yes. networks and that. Athletes don't think that way. I mean, Tom Brady, and, and we've talked about it. He's going to sit on his couch. If he was still retired, if he, if he retired this year and didn't play, he's going to sit on his couch going, I'm better than almost every single one of these guys out there yeah. at 45. And he knows yeah. it. Yeah, and he knows it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you play sports, there's always a risk you're going to lose. I mean, yeah. at the end of the year, there's 32 teams in the NFL. Only one gets to raise the trophy. Same in baseball and hockey. You know, you name the soccer, name the sport. Basketball. Yeah. And, for, and, and for Tom, that's all that mattered. Like, he, mm-hmm. he said it when they lost, you know, when they, they lost that game to the Rams. He's like, look, whether it was this week, next week, hell, the Super Bowl, if you don't win at all, it all sucks. You know, like, it doesn't matter. And to him, it's just about the Lombardi. It's yeah, just about it – it's a zero-sum game for him. But you're not scared to lose. No. Athletes don't think that way. Athletes don't think like the fans, like, if I lose this year, I'm going to lo- ruin my legacy. That's not the way athletes yeah. think. It's, well, his legacy is secure, but do yeah. we want to see him less than what he can be as Tom Brady? And you, to your point, there's no evidence that he is. or you know that he's, he, But time does catch up to everybody. Mm-hmm. I think if he feels okay, if he takes hits – and he gets back up, and he has to play with a mm-hmm. you know partially torn labrum, or you know he's got a bad knee. You know we know he played one year with his first year he won a Super Bowl. He, he played with a with an MCL tear, um, and didn't tell anybody about it. But you know if he's healthy and he feels good, he's going to play good. I think I think this will go away. But you're right. Like for him, it's Super Bowl or bust every year. Mm-hmm. So, and then his mentality is: let's say he goes on and he wins a Super Bowl, his second in three years, with another organization. At age forty-five, he goes all the way and wins the Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Is that the walk-off? Is that Jordan hanging the nets? You know, I, I think uh, ultimately it's going to come down to how he feels. It's going to come down to how he feels. Yep. Yep. You know, because it, it's, it's, his he, mentality will be: I can do it again. Right. Either I can either win, I can win back his, to back. His body doesn't feel the same. And yeah. he's going to say, okay, I, I'm starting to feel that decline for whatever reason. Or maybe I yep. just don't want to. Or the other part is I've just lost that desire to work that hard again. Because we know he's not going to go into a season going, eh, I'm going to take a few days, more days off here leading up. I'm no, going to do he less would never reps do in the offseason. No. I mean, if he decides, you know what, I am ready for the family time now. I am ready yeah. to dive into the Brady brand or my production company full time now and not have football yeah take precedence first you know if mentally he's just ready i mean it's going to be one of those two things for him it's going to either be the physical, physical. or the mental but athletes don't think about it's it's basically do i want to play i've got a limited time to play the sport no matter what the sport is well 23 years uh, his his seems to be longer than most but yeah. athletes you know they're not scared to fail because they fail more often than they they don't. I mean, if it's Super Bowl or bust for Tom Brady, he's played 22 seasons. He's won seven. That mm-hmm. means 15 years he didn't win a Super Bowl. No, I mean, it's, it's, right. it's a hell of a record. But yeah. they, they fail more than they succeed. That's what you do in sports. That's mm-hmm. why sports is so humbling. Yeah. You know, is one team wins at the end of the year. 31 go home sad, upset, mm-hmm. ticked off. You know, and, but that's his goal. But – they don't think of it as if I go out there and, and, and I'm just not as good or our team's not as good, it's, I'm gonna, it's going to hurt my legacy or what the fans think. That's not the way athletes think. It's I think I got a shot to win this. I'm going to go be the best I can be. And, and, and sometimes but you get the breaks and sometimes you don't. Will, will he know 
Or will someone have that he trusts tell him, you don't have what you had anymore, big guy. Like, you might still win games, but it doesn't look the same. And will he know that? You know, like, so many of them don't. I think he will. I think he's it's, probably better attuned to it than anybody. Yeah, yeah. But I could be wrong. I, I Look, tape usually doesn't lie, and he watches a lot of tape. Right. But it would, yes, that's true. And, and but is he evaluating himself honestly, or is, I, yeah, I are, are the guys around him telling him what he wants to hear? Uh, you you hope that Bruce Arians is. That seems to well, be I think his Bruce personality. Bruce is fairly honest. That's yeah, what Bruce I mean. is fairly honest about things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think that if he's starting to slip in some way, Bruce Arians is going to let him know. You would yeah. think, right? You would hope Tom Brady, or I mean, uh, Byron Leftwich, or Clyde Christensen would, the offense coordinator and quarterbacks coach. I mean, that's kind of what their job is. Yeah. I mean, that's what, I mean, athletes always, they don't always like hearing the truth, but they appreciate it. No, a lot of them are in denial. I mean, I, you know, oh, I, like I'm, not I said, say, I'm not saying they don't deny it, but generally they'll look back and appreciate the truth. Yeah. They greater, may not like the it greater, at the time. The greater the player are usually the ones that don't know when to leave. Mm-hmm. They don't know when to leave the party. And, I, I'm not saying that's Tom because he did leave and probably shouldn't have, and so that's why he's coming back because he knows he can still slay it, right? He, he was playing better than anybody in the league, and it was going to eat him alive. Like, he was not going to be able to sit there in September and watch other teams play and everybody rave about. I, w- I don't know this for a fact, but I will bet you that over the last few weeks, listening to listening to the TV and, you know, the, the, if he did any of that, Go on and on about Aaron Rodgers and the big decision, <laughs> and he's going to make two hundred million dollars. And can they keep the you know the receiver as a franchise player? You know, and then oh, Russell Wilson traded the Broncos. Oh wow, what are the odds that the Broncos win the Super Bowl today, uh, Joe? And you know, it, it's this instant sort of you know who's the new flavor, right? Who what's the new ice cream? And it had to eat him alive because he's going. I mean, I could be. I beat. I beat Rodgers. You know, like I finished second Russell, in the MVP and should have won it. Yeah, he's, he should have won it. And he's thinking Russell Wilson like that. Like, when was the last time they were in the Super Bowl? Like, what? You know, really? Do you think he's going to go into Denver and light it up there? Okay. Well, how's he going to beat Mahomes? How's he going to beat? Um, you know, all, all the AFC West teams, Derek Carr, and you know, I mean, it's not an easy division to say the very least. But there's, but there's all this hype about these guys, and, he, and he's sitting there. I know he's sitting there going, just like you said, I'm, I'm better than any of these guys. Like, I'm not taking a backseat to any of these dudes. Let's get, let's keep the band together. So that's why he came back when he did. He's got Jensen back. Um, you know, got so many players, and there'll be more, and they'll have to add some guys. But he, he'll make other guys around him better. He just, he, you know, somebody told me today. They go, you know why he's playing? Because he's a football player. Because he loves football. He loves playing the game. He loves everything about the game. And, oh, by the way, he's still the best in the game. He's still right up there at the top. You know, he can absolutely do it. So why wouldn't he do it? You know, because he knows that. He knows he can play. And it would it would be much more difficult for him to sit there knowing that and watching uh, guys compete that he's better than um, than to go out there and, and go through the grind and go through the things that he puts himself through. He's willing to do it. You know, that was what stood out to me about his statement when he was retired was, I am no longer willing to make the commitment that I know I need to make to be a championship quarterback. And now, of course, he is willing. He's all too willing. But when that will is gone, then he'll be gone. 
Um, but he, but he still has it because nothing can replace it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, Giselle wasn't going to stand in his way. His kids needs, mm-hmm. um, you know, them getting older, all the things we talked about, they're going to find a way to work that out. You know, his family's going to support him and I'm sure they want him to be happy in this playing football. And th- there's not many of these guys left out there. Look, we just saw Ali Marpet quit the game at 28 years old after a pro bowl with 20, 20 something million dollars left on the table. He walked away and he's not coming back because Tom Brady is. That's going to be more common in this league over the years than you can believe because the money has gotten so yes. big, even for offensive linemen. It used to be that, you know, if you wanted generational wealth, you'd have to play 10 or 12 years. You know, you'd have to subject your body to all those hits and all those things. Nowadays, you make one free agent contract, you're set for life. I mean, he made $38 million and he wants to feel good and he's only 20, 28 years old. Um, you're going to see more of that. The Tom Brady's, the guys that, you know, the Peyton Mannings when he was when he was around, they would play because they just love playing. Mm-hmm. They just love everything about football. Um, they love competing. There's nothing they can do. It's not golf. It's not, you know, you know, it's not mm-hmm. you know more mo- making more money or more having more businesses or doing more movies. It's football, man. Well, that's it, what I do. It's football, but the quarterbacks, in you know, in all fairness, have it a lot easier too. They don't take many hits. Oh, then the other guys for yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. you know, that that position allows you. That and kicker yeah. are the ones you can play for a long time if you Especially now. Put the especially mm-hmm. with the rule changes. Yes. It wasn't that I mean, you no. know, Steve Young oh, and, yeah. and 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 uh Troy Aikman and those guys, they left early because they were getting their brains scrambled. Mm-hmm. Joe Montana too. Yeah, no, but the quarterbacks today, if you're not one who runs a lot. Yeah. If you're one like Brady who sits in the pocket. Sure. You you know if you've got a good offensive line most years, you get rid of the ball quick and you can keep yourself in shape and 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 do the the stuff that Tom Brady does to make his arm look as good as it's ever looked. Yeah, as far as throwing the ball, then you know you can play a long time and it, if you love the game that much. I mean, it's you know Tom Brady. It's not just show up on Sundays and throw. No, it's not just throw show up during the season and throw. Mm-mm. We know he throws all the time. Yeah. Yep. He's always working on it. It's not right. it's not just a show up to training camp, get in shape and let's go play. Right. You know, it, it's a full-time commitment that he's that he's putting in, which is why he's the best there is. I mean, that's why he's the yeah. greatest of all time. Yeah. Still still willing to make it and and maybe it's for a year or maybe it's for two, but I mean, what a you know, I did all these you know, these national shows call they want, you know, with Dan Patrick and all they want to talk about it. It's just so funny to me. It's like that phone would not have run, would not have uh, the message that you know they've not sent me a text message to do any of these. Had Brady not come back, we would have gone through a whole year. I'm convinced, and the Bucks would have been as irrelevant as they have ever been. Um, you know, maybe they win some games in the South, maybe they win eight or nine, maybe they win the division. I don't know. It would have taken a lot of things to fall in, in place. I know that. Um, but then overnight, you've got the greatest quarterback in the world, and I'm sorry. Whether he's here or someplace else, the NFL is way more interesting when Tom Brady's playing. You know, it just is, and and I, you know, it'll end someday, but it hasn't ended yet. There's a lot of great young quarterbacks um, that are going to win a lot of Super Bowls, and like I said, they're getting a ton of attention. But he's not done yet. You know what? The the ghost is still around, man. The goat is still around. He's not done. So it's pretty fascinating, but. We'll see what the Bucks do with free agency. They got a lot more to do. Um, certainly, got to get down under the salary cap by Wednesday. 
I still think they're going to get a long-term deal done with Chris Godwin. That's their hope and expectation. Gronkowski, I think, may come. And then we'll see after that. Uh, eventually, they're going to run out of money. And not eventually, but pretty quickly. I mean, this is not going to be one of those deals that's going to drag out where you just find it in the mm-hmm. couch. You know, they're, they're, they've spent a lot of it now, and they, they are $7 million over the cap. They've got to get under the cap and then create more space to do what they want to do with the rest of their free agents. So um, they've got some work to do. Meanwhile, we haven't talked about – this is unbelievable to me. We have not talked about baseball being back yet. It's incredible, but, man. Well, Tom Brady just sucks the wind out of everything. <laughs> no, I mean, I you, mean know, you know, March Madness was getting set to unveil their brackets, and then Brady retired. No. Or unretired. He stole it from the college kids, man. That was wrong. <laughs> it was just wrong. And you know what this? You know what they? You know what the story? One of the stories we did in Tampa Bay Times on um, on Monday was uh, uh, was was the writers asking the Rays how excited they were that Tom Brady was back. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that's that's something. Um, but yeah, Kevin Kiermaier and, and you know Brett Phillips and some of those guys. So, but baseball. Um, I've seen stories by Mark uh, on KK, who still sort of kind of thinks he might get traded, but was really glad they asked him to spring training. Well, they have an outfield. Uh, it, I mean, they've got a log jam in the outfield there. Yeah. So it's good. Yeah, I mean, they're trying to add a right-handed bat, it looks like, maybe a Matt Chapman or somebody. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you know, look, we know the Rays aren't done making moves. Um, there'll probably be a big-name player or two gone before the season begins. Yep. You know, I still think either Akira Meyer or Austin Meadows is probably gone before the season begins. Do you really? Uh, mm. Austin Meadows could be a great DH in the National League who now you've got. It could be. You're right. You've got a bunch of 15 teams in the National League looking for DHs or, you know, maybe 10 of them are. Uh, you know, we Didn't saw the, National, the your, Nationals I mean, just signed uh, Nelson Cruz. So they've got their DH. Yeah, I saw that. Just going back to Matthews for a minute. I know I know he, he can't. he's not going to play the outfield because you got – you got Margot. You got too many guys out there that are better, right? Mm-hmm. Um, left-handed DH only, of course. But didn't didn't the guy lead them in RBIs again? Like, yeah. did he have over a hundred RBIs? And he and even in the postseason when when nobody or very few guys were hitting, you know, Rosarena was and Wander Franco was. He was. He was driving in the runs. Mm-hmm. I don't. How quick are you wanting to get rid of a guy that produces like that? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's so much wanting to get rid of it. But what do the Rays do? Yeah, they're you not going to sign him to a long term deal. Well, is that I mean, what you mean, you know, he's not as good defensively. Yeah. So now you're talking to someone who's probably going to play mostly DH for you. Yeah. Um, you also look at is his value going to get any higher than it is? Well, that's that's I mean, the thing right there. You yeah. know, uh, eighty nine RBIs two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he didn't play a lot of the the shortened season in twenty. He was hurt yeah. and all that. But then one hundred and six RBI last year. Yeah. You know, it, it's 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 about value. It's about what you get back in return. So high. Mm-hmm. You know, his contract is still manageable. I mean, that's one of the things trying to trade Kiermaier. If that's who the Rays decide they want to part with, is his salary is a lot higher, so you get a lot less back. Yeah. In return, you know, and and what are the Rays always trying to do? Is is maximize current team and needs but also the future as well mm-hmm. you know so you know I, I think you get more for austin meadows based on you know what he can do offensively and, and now that you've got 15 teams that didn't need a dh before that now do good point that you know that's a whole new market there uh, because the national league has gotten rid of 
pitchers hitting. So they've at you know it's the universal DH now. So I, mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong in that, but it's and it's not that I want to see Austin Meadows traded. I, I think he's been wonderful, but you start going okay if we need to get rid of somebody who's going to bring us the most in return as well. Yeah. Well, it's a, there's a good story by Mark uh, also on Wander Franco. He's got a little more jewelry, maybe an extra car or two, but he says he hasn't changed much. He's still out there trying to be great and grinding away, and Kevin Cash loves him, and why shouldn't you? He's arguably the greatest. I mean, it's still hard to, for me to believe that the guy didn't come up until, what, June? Mm-hmm. Something like that? I mean, for all that he Finished accomplished. Second in rookie of the year, I think it was. Yeah, and, and all those games by reaching on base, you know, in consecutive games. I mean, just a phenomenal player. They, they've so they've he got was third, some pieces. He was third in rookie of the year last year. Third? Okay, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, they – I mean, it's going to – I'm glad baseball is back. I'm ready for it. I'm ready to see uh, not so much spring training games, but, you know, um, just just to see baseball um, and for them to play. I, it, 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 it's that time of year. We should have it. We, we're going to have it, which is great. Uh, meanwhile, the Lightning, we're down to them now. They they are off today, mm-hmm. and then they have uh, the road trip continues. Where are they? Where's Waldo now? They're in Seattle getting ready to take okay. on the Kraken on Wednesday night. That'll end their six-game road trip that went oh. to Chicago, then the four Western Canadian teams, and then Seattle. Wow. And they come back home for one game against the Rangers on Saturday night and go back on the road for four more. God, it's just brutal. Stretch. So it's uh, they're in the stretch of eleven games in eleven different arenas. Mm. One of those being their home arena. So ten out of eleven on the road. Goodness gracious! So, but they got two yeah. points on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had some travel issues too. Their flight. Uh, they Slow had mechanical down. issues with their plane leaving Edmonton on Saturday night. Didn't get into Vancouver till about two o'clock on Sunday for their game that night at seven local time. Yeah. Uh, but they persevered and, and got a goal. Brian Elliott and Andre Vasilevsky both were fantastic over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elliott, particularly on Saturday night, was fantastic. I and mean, they lost that game, but yeah, wow, was he well. good. Yeah, against that was against Ottawa, I think. So I mean, the um, Lightning are just it's it's you know what they're fifty nine games in, so you got about twenty three games left in the season. Right. Uh, they're sitting at eighty two points. They're you know going to make the playoffs. It's just a matter of where they're going to be seated. Uh, it's you know the division's going to be Florida, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston, and they're all within about ten points of each other. And then mm-hmm. you look about twenty points back, and that's where you get the next best team. So yeah, uh, it's you know really at this point they're just playing for seeding and to get ready for the playoffs. So well, once they get out of this road trip, uh, uh, you know, once they they do the ten out of the eleven, they, they'll be able to see the end of the of, of the of the road. You know, when, when you can yeah. see the postseason, when you can see. Yep. What you're playing for, um, and, and you're kind of like counting it down, you know, under ten games, nine, eight, seven, six. That that's when it gets exciting yeah. because you know what's next. You well, know that playoff hockey is next. After the road trip next week, and they go to Carolina, Boston, Detroit, and the Islanders. Then they get to April, where they have eleven home games. That's sweet. And they have only five road games after that left. All of them yes. are one day trips, or there's a back to back to end the season in Columbus and New York. That's sweet. So, I mean, all of a sudden, they don't go on the road. I mean, mm-hmm. or they do, they go the night before, they play a game and come back. I mean, they're gone one day. Yeah. So, I mean, the the schedule gets noticed. Now, a lot of times you don't like having 11 straight or 11 home games in a month, which is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Particularly if you've got to work all the home games, but <laughs> it's nuts. Right. But 
right. yeah, the schedule will get a little easier for, in that regard. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's really just getting ready. And the trade deadline in hockey is Monday. So Lightning don't have a lot of cap space. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Julian Breezeball has said it's dollars in for dollars out if they want to make a move. Mm-hmm. And, and the difference this year compared to last year, and they were able to make a move with David Savard as Columbus retained half his salary and they got Detroit to take on a quarter of his salary. The difference this year is every one of the players on the roster it has to go through waivers. Last year they had players they could send down and not lose. So you want to trade for somebody. If you're not giving up someone on your current roster, then you're going to send a Taylor Radish or a Boris Kachuk or a Cal Foot down to the minors. Well, they all have to go through waivers, which means someone's probably going to claim them. Mm. So you're going to, you know, if if they're not, if someone like that isn't involved in the trade, then you're probably going to lose them anyway. Yeah. Where last year you had a couple guys you could send down and not have to clear waivers. They were young enough. Yeah. And you know, so you weren't going to lose them by when you traded for Savard. Cal Foot could go down. He didn't have to go through waivers last year. Mm-hmm. This year he does. So. So I, I don't expect the Lightning to, to do much, but they could do something. I mean, maybe, maybe they shake things up and trade someone off this roster. I mean, I still think they probably need another defenseman. And Zach Bogosian back is helping, but you know he's been so banged up this year. Or can you rely on him to stay healthy? Not that he's done anything, but he's just been injured multiple times, and, and Eric Chernak's been injured multiple times, and you know that right-handed shot defenseman. They've they've struggled keeping him healthy this year. Yeah. Well, Julian Breezeball will do what he has to do, and I, I, I totally trust the Lightning. I mean, um, I, it, we're not that far from the postseason, so it's gonna it's gonna get exciting here because we're gonna have, um, you know, obviously more free agency. The draft will be coming up. Uh, you're gonna have Major League Baseball starting up, and then we'll go into the postseason with the Lightning. So everything is uh, Champa Bay again. I mean, Tom Brady has come back. That means they're all gonna be in the postseason. That means we're gonna ride the wave for a little longer. So it's gonna be fun. Should we do a mailbag tomorrow, Steve? Should we call from some questions? Yeah, at least? let's get some or... questions. I'm sure there's lots of questions. I know we've seen a few on Brady and some others, but yeah, uh, there's some crazy signings around the NFL too. I mean, there have been, and uh, a lot of money being spent, especially by Jacksonville, Ooh. a team that had the most money to spend. They're 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 spending. You know what reminds me of when the Bucks were bad, which is most of the times that I've covered them, and they when free agency was new, they'd have to overpay players. I mean, mm-hmm. they had to overpay players to get them to come to places like Tampa Bay. How many times and, did they win free agency? Oh, well, so almost every year they would win it, you know. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, that that's sort of what Jacksonville's at now. With, with a, you know, a pro, I still think Trevor Lawrence, I, I think you got to throw out that first year, um, all that he went through with Urban Meyer and stuff like that, and just see how he, you know, how he bounces back. But um, they're, they're bringing in players. They're spending a lot of money, uh, you know, the Chargers have done really well. Um, you know, there, there's a Mitch lot of Trubisky teams. in Pittsburgh. You know, look, I'm not a big Trubisky fan, but I get what Pittsburgh's doing. What they need is a bridge quarterback. I think they're going to draft a guy. I think yeah. if they have a chance, they're going to draft a guy. Now it depends on where he falls and all of that. We've heard Malik Willis. You know, you've heard different different names, um, but they've they've at least got someone who can compete um, and. You know, maybe the second act will be good for him on a team that runs the football and plays defense. Mm-hmm. He's asked to, you know, make the good throws, the obvious throws, manage the game, do things like that. Um, you know, it's possible that he'll he'll be okay there. I mean, I trust Mike Tomlin. I trust the the, the Steelers organization. It's a, it's a smart 
it's a smart choice. I don't I don't I don't think anybody's gonna pencil them in to go to the Super Bowl and, and you know, dethrone Cincinnati and um you know, and that sort of thing, but uh I like it. It's okay. I'm just okay with Trubitsky. You know? Sometimes second acts are, are good, but um I I trust what the Steelers are doing there. I, I'm I'm I, you know, the Bucks play the Steelers. I'm not I'm not sure about that division in in Baltimore, you know, where Lamar Jackson's at and, and that whole thing. We'll find out. We'll find out how good that division is because they play them, play Cleveland, play all of them. Um, so that, that, that'll that be fun. You know, once every four or five years you get to do that. And a couple of those teams will be coming here too, so that'll be fun. So get your mailbag questions in. You can do that by sending them to us on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Follow all the free agent news on tampabay.com as well and in the Tampa Bay Times because there's a lot more signings coming down the pike. That is for sure. And I think sometime during the midweek, we might have a chance to catch up with Jason Light uh, or Bruce Arians to talk a little bit about Tom Brady and, and just all that, how that went down. So we'll have more on him uh, as the week goes on. So for Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 